The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, or as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 54 on page 406 and 61 on page 413. Save me, O God, for thy name's sake, and avenge me in thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, and hearken unto the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and tyrants which have not God before their eyes seek after my soul. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Destroy thou them in thy truth. An offering of a free heart will I give thee, and praise thy name, O Lord, because it is so comfortable. For he hath delivered me out of all my trouble, and mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. Psalm 61 Hear my crying, O God, give ear unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I call upon thee, when my heart is in heaviness. O oh, set me up upon the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been my hope, and a strong tower for me against the enemy. I will dwell in thy tabernacle forever, and my trust shall be under the covering of thy wings. For thou, O oh Lord, hast heard my desires, and hast given an heritage unto those that fear thy name. Thou shalt grant the king a long life, that his years may endure throughout all generations. He shall dwell before God forever. O prepare thy loving mercy and faithfulness, that they may preserve him. So will I always sing praise unto thy name, that I may daily perform my vows. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirtieth verse of the twenty-seventh chapter of the book of Genesis. Now it happened, as soon as Isaac 
had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in with his hunting. He also had made savory food, and brought it to his father, and said to his father, Let my father arise, and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? So he said, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly, and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him, and indeed he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry, and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came with deceit, and has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I have made him your master, and all his brethren I have given to him as servants. With grain and wine I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac his father answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth, and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother, and it shall come to pass, when you become restless, that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob her younger son and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to my brother Laban in Haran, and stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereaved also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like these who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him, and charged him, and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Paddan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there, of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you, and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples, and give you the blessing of Abraham, to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. So Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Paddan Aram, to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau.
Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Paddan Aram to take himself a wife from there, and that as he blessed him he gave him a charge, saying, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan, and that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother, and had gone to Paddan Aram. So Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his father Isaac. So Esau went to Ishmael and took Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaioth, to be his wife in addition to the wives he had. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night, because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie will give, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have done, what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and keep me in this way that I am going, and give me bread to eat, and clothing to put on, so that I may come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that you give me I will surely give a tenth to you. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet, as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. 
Therefore concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is no other god but one. For even if there are no so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we live. However, there is not in every one that knowledge. For some, with consciousness of the idol, until now eat it as a thing offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. But food does not commend us to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, nor if we do not eat are we the worse. But beware lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish, for whom Christ died. But when you thus sin against the brethren, and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, then in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. 
and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who sees that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, let us forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create, make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, on all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Looking at today's lesson, I want to focus on some things that are sort of assumed in the lesson that, that um, are helpful to focus on. Um, namely, the, the, the sort of... Um, substantial or unchanging nature of, of, of the word that is spoken. So we have the situation where um, Jacob steals the blessing and Isaac has given it. And then when Esau comes in, Isaac acts as though uh, having spoken the actual blessing, the word, he cannot bring it back. He can't say, oh, clearly your brother was lying. I take that back. Like we would say, um, we write out a will and we change our mind about the children and we we can change what we say. But somehow uh, what Isaac uh, has said cannot be changed. And this is the, the, the kind of idea that, that words spoken have weight and meaning. Um, it, it comes in the New Testament um, in Jesus saying things like, let your yes be yes and your no, no. And uh, by every idle word that men speak, they'll be held accountable in the day of judgment. And the basis for this is is God. We're made in the image of God, and when God speaks something, it cannot be changed. He doesn't say, "Oh, I, you know." He he alters his his dealings with people based on how they are faithful or unfaithful, but his promise doesn't change. And that's actually what makes um, Isaac's word unchangeable, is that God has already said that the blessing will be to Jacob. He said that to Rebecca when she was pregnant. So that's an established word that to some degree, um, it, it's, you know, the, in, the, in the details of the story that Isaac uh, had intended not to follow God's word, and um, yet God's word prevails in this sort of roundabout way and so he's spoken it, and now it must be that way. And then we, we go on the story, and Jacob goes to, to Bethel. Um, God is just there to say, yeah, this is the word. I promised that the blessing would come through you, and here it is again. 
no no comment about any of the behavior that's gone on to to accomplish that word and we also see a kind of analogy to the spiritual life as the characters in the story who have misbehaved because um, they tried to do God's will in their own way or tried to avoid God's will um, now have to deal with their, the consequence of their own actions yet God's word remains Jacob so will have to deal with he's cheated his brother and he has to run from his brother um, and he's going to go and, and deal with his uncle who's going to um, you know, going to be all kinds of shifty dealings there. The whole story of Jacob is defined by him him having to to face the consequences of him being shifty, or as the King James says, the smooth man uh, that he is. And it's kind of what happens in our lives that you know we we sometimes try to do the will of God in our own way. We try to control things. What doesn't change is God's overarching purpose and design for our life. His promise to us doesn't change. We wrestle with it, though, like Jacob, and that brings consequences to us. And it's interesting, the last line of our Genesis lesson, where even the tithe with Jacob is a bargain. You know, the tithe in the sense is we offer to God and we trust him. But Jacob says, no, okay, if you'll take me here and bring me back and do all these things for me, then you know, uh, I'll follow you and I'll give it you a tenth of everything. So he, he makes it, you know, even even bargaining with the tithe, we see this in, in Jacob. Um, so the word of God doesn't change. And the more we learn in our lives to surrender to that will without wrestling with it, even when it might be disconcerting in a season, you know, the, the more we will receive that word and will in a way that is, is is formative without all the wrestling we do when we struggle with it and fight against it. And then one just brief note on the second lesson from Corinthians, this whole discussion of idle meat and all this, it's really a discussion about love, that um, the, the issue is that all meat, or, or I shall all meat, most meat in these ancient cities were initially offered and sacrificed in the temple and then they got sold in the meat market. So it would be normal for people to come across meat offered in that way. And some Christians were saying, you know, the idol is standing, we serve Jesus as Lord, we can eat the meat. And others were saying, no, this has been in a, in a pagan ritual. And those who didn't feel comfortable eating were offended by those who did. And St. Paul isn't really concerned about that. He will eventually get in this argument in Corinthians to say, that you really shouldn't eat meat offered to idols, if you know it. Uh, but here the principle is love that in the Christian community, if we know something really offends someone else, we should be sensitive to the, to the concern of others. We don't want our liberty, our freedom to do what we know that Jesus gives freedom to do to cause someone else to stumble. And there's a balance here because obviously we can't be held hostage for everyone who's offended by everything. But so there's there's a working out of the, the details of love and our action, but what we do in community must be done with concern for the greater good of the body, not just what I have a right to do. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways and unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, 
that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you, Father John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone.